This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. And when I want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, well, I'll listen to my own. But if I really want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, I listen to ROH Cast right here on ROHworld.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of ROH Cast. Uh, my name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co owner of ROHworld.com. As usual, I'm here with Stephen, the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi, guys. And John, the uh, executive writer, I guess. How's it going? Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the TV show. We're also going to discuss the results from the home- Homecoming 2012 in Philadelphia, um, the results from the show in Norfolk, the latest news and topics and questions you've sent in. This week's TV show began with Mike Mondo versus Eddie Edwards, and we had a, um, a promo by Mike Mondo to start things off. Um, did you think it was as awful as his um, first one when he faced TJP? Uh, the first one he did was just bad. This one was funny and bad, which made it automatically better because it made me laugh. <laughs> uh, it Promos aren't really his strong suit, and I just wouldn't allow him to have a microphone much anymore. He's mm. just It's just not his thing. No. He's, he, he's decent enough in the ring. Just let them go out there and wrestle him. Get his gimmick over that way, and I think you know he he shows good enough personality in the ring to where he doesn't necessarily need to have promo time to get over because mm. the promo time isn't really helping him at all. Uh, we also had a quick promo by Edwards and basically just put over you know he's die hard and it's not how hard he can get hit but how hard he can get hit and keep on moving. I think he said um, just after his last final battle. It's the most um, awkward catchphrase ever, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not really a bit of a tongue twister almost. I hope that's not a new thing. I don't want to see that in a t-shirt or anything. I think uh, that's what he... It normally, he has it over his um, theme like theme song right at the start, like his entrance theme. Ah, okay. So maybe, I think it's just like motto kind of thing. So yeah, it probably is going to be the next thing on like a back of a t-shirt or something. Hmm. Uh, well, moving on to the match itself, what did you think of the actual match? Like, you know, Mondo's performance? It was pretty. De- uh, it was pretty decent. It wasn't, you know, the greatest match of all time, but I enjoyed it for what it was. It, was o- it wasn't long at all. It was only what five minutes. Five yeah, it was minutes. quite quick. But I really enjoyed it. And I have to say this before we get like too far in TV show, and I forget that, that arena. You know, everything looked so much better than it did mm. you know, in the Louisville arena. It just looked so much more professional. Like the camera work looked better. The lighting just, was better. The lighting was a lot better. Everything just came off a lot more professional, and it, you know, just made the product look. So much better than it had the previous uh, few TV tapings. Yeah, and I, you know, I thought this was a good enough match. It, you know, it was pretty basic. You know, Mondo taking over, then Eddie Edwards making the comeback. It was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. it. Made Mondo look good. You know, you know, go toe to toe with the former world champion like that. Mm. But you know, Edwards was able to get the win like he should. Yeah. I, mean, I don't actually mind. Go on. So I don't actually mind Mondo that much. That was going to be my next question, actually. I know it's sort of. Yeah, I know we've sort of criticised him in the past, but I mean, he's, you know, he's he's not going to be going out there and having twenty-minute amazing matches with David Richards. But I don't think you know that's sort of that's not the sort of guy he is anyway. I think, I, you know, I wouldn't be against him being sort of a more uh, permanent uh, member of the roster because at the moment he just seems to be sort of putting other people on TV. Um, you know, he's, he's in my opinion he's quite similar to sort of a Mike Bennett. I don't think he's got as much charisma as Mike Bennett, but. You know, if if he's going to be in and around sort of the lower card, I, th- I think he can can do well because I think Ring of Honor maybe he's lacking maybe a few characters and 
what he, he sort of he lacks in like wrestling skill. He, I think he makes up for in sort of his character because as, as John said, I thought his promo this week was it was better because yeah, it's he's getting like it's, it's funny now, whereas before it was just awful. But it's a bit like mm. goofy and funny now, which is yeah, it's, it's an improvement. So um, yeah, I mean I was, that's basically it really. I mean I just think he's probably getting a bit too much stick. I think the whole spirit squad thing isn't going to help him. I mean that's that's always going to sort of uh, his uh, chances of uh, like being a sort of serious uh, guy in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And there was even a chant last night during his match that he's got spirit or something along those lines. Something about spirit, yeah. That sounds funny. Um, after the match, we had highlights <laughs> from Final Battle. Um, actually, that started the show off as well. They showed um, highlights of the main event. Um, I don't know if they showed much of that match, really. They just sort of showed the entrances and then um, Steen's promo at the end, but probably for the better, really. I think everything uh, that they didn't show was just kicks. Uh, they also showed um, some of the tag match here and then they had a promo in the ring with the Briscoes the Briscoes wanted the $5,000 fine that Haas and Benjamin had got for the chair attack Um, and that was basically it to be honest, I didn't really see the point in that promo personally, but what did you guys think of that segment? It was okay, Uh, pretty much it was just I guess to get the Briscoes out there to show that they're the new tag champions and everything yeah, it's true and, you know, they said, you know, line the challengers up, they'll knock them down. So it was pretty much just to uh, get them over as tag champions. And it was quick, uh, just like the first match. It didn't go on long at all, so I was fine with it. Do you think um, their feud's going to continue with Haas and Benjamin? Because um, Haas and Benjamin also did a promo um, about the match at Final Battle. And it looked like, you know, they're still angry with the Briscoes and still want the titles as if they're going to keep that feud going. Long term, I don't think it will. I, th- I think they'll definitely have a rematch soonish. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone particularly wants to see that that feud for the titles because no, I mean, no one wants to see the belts put you know put back on Russia's greatest tag team. And I, I kind of liked sort of the direction they were going with with them in the recent live events where they're sort of just you know they're, they're more aggressive now and they're just basically doing what they want. They don't care about wins and losses. They're just basically just causing havoc really and. I think, you know, maybe putting them with, well, I was going to say Future Shot, but it looks like they're sort of going to disband now. But maybe have them have a few matches with uh, C&C to try and sort of get their reputation up a bit. And, um, yeah, I think they should be mainly be used to sort of put the other teams over now rather than being the title picture because mm. I think, you know, you've got the Young Bucks who have got a title shot and you've got A&X when they come back who've got a title shot. So, um yeah, I, th- I fully expect them to get a rematch, but long term, I don't. I don't think they'll be going down any, like a feud route, to be honest. What did you think of the promo that they did before the they showed the footage from Final Battle or afterwards, rather? It was finally something different out of uh, Hans and Benjamin, other than just like, oh, we hate the Briscoes. Oh, that's what he said. I agree with him. Yeah, it was funny, like a reason, like that they showed that the fans got in their heads is why they acted the way they did. And because mm. of that, you know, they were off their game, and that's why the Briscoes beat them. And it, it, uh, I, I don't think it's going to, you know, lead to a long-term feud like Steven said. I think it's just going to be an angle that leads to the rematch. You know, that mm. way it has some kind of heat behind it other than just it's uh, them two getting their return, return match from losing the belts. But... Um, it, it, it was fine for what it was. I... It, it wasn't offensive or anything. It, it was. It was <laughs> you do. 
Uh, we then had uh, Roderick Strong taking on Ricky Reyes. Um, he got the win. Um, it wasn't too long of a match. He actually had to use a roll-up, though, and grab the tights, which um, I think you, you commented on because you wrote the report, John, saying it's a bit strange that, you know, one of the main eventers has to use sort of dirty tactics to beat someone like Reyes. I mean, what do you, what do you think of this, John? I hated this. Uh, Ricky Reyes hasn't been a member of the roster in number of years and for him to come in and get that amount of offense on and on a, a former world champion like Roderick Strong mm. and to, and for Strong to have to you know rely on a roll-up and grabbing the tights to beat him just was weird there's no reason why Strong you know you know could you know Reyes was you know had some success in Ring of Honor back in the day so there's no reason why he couldn't have some offense in on uh, Roderick Strong but not to no the level reason, he did, definitely not. Yeah, there's no reason why Strong shouldn't have been pretty dominant in the match and win the match fairly cleanly. You know, maybe had you know had uh, Truth Martini interfere that led to his finishing move, but there's no reason why he had to you know rely on a roll up and grabbing the tights. He should have been able to finish him clean with a uh, finishing move. I'm guessing they just did it just to try and get more heat on Roddy, but I mean, there's other ways to do that than having to use a roll-up on someone like Reyes. I mean, it was a bit disappointing, really. I definitely agree with what you um, what you put in the report on the site. And even have like Truth Martini sort of get on the apron and just distract him for a minute, and then at least have Strong hit the sick kick or something, or at least sort of you know do something sort of earn the win rather than just as you say getting like a cheap roll-up because you know it's nice if even if it was against someone. I don't know, like, like Andy Ridge or something. I mean, at least, you know, as a permanent roster member, and he'll be benefiting benefiting from a good showing. But as John said, you know, Ricky Reyes hasn't been in RH for some time. It doesn't look like he's going to be sticking around. It was a sort of a one-shot thing. So, mm. I mean, really, there was no need to give him much offence at all, just to sort of uh, put Roddy over. But as you said, the only thing I can think of, it, they're just trying to get as much heat on Roddy as they can. But I think with Truth Martini with him, I think he's already got enough, to be honest. So... It was, yeah, a bit of a strange one, to be honest. We then had uh, this week's Inside ROH, which was split into three segments, I think. Uh, the first was Kevin Steen basically saying he's making his um, debut on TV in two weeks and he's going to take the company hostage. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that, definitely. We then had a promo by the Embassy, uh, which was with Prince Nana, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Ardy Evans. They were saying that they've got some investors or something, Stephen. Yeah, it seems like they're going down sort of storyline route where, at least from you know it, the face of it, it looks as if Ardy Evans and uh, Champa sort of going to try and break away from the embassy. Um, I mean, the th- what they're going with is the storyline that Prince Nana's sort of spending all the money, all the embassy money on Princess Mia, and that um, Ardy Evans has sort of got this new backer in with all the money, and I think eventually it's just going to lead to Evans and Champa breaking away. But um, I think that'd be quite interesting because I think Evans, both Evans and Nana are both really good um, uh, like promo guys. So um, I know they did a bit on the TV show. I know they've done bits in the video wise as well. So I think that's uh, sort of what they're they're going for with that one. What would Nana do though if sort of Champa was to sort of break away from him, so to speak? I think he'd just have to draft in one of his own guys. I mean, I don't know if that's that'd be a good way to bring Jimmy Rave back, maybe, and sort of. Have that? I'm not sure. I don't know if I'd want that much again, personally. But no, I mean, I mean, I think I've said before that I'm a big, a big fan of the embassy, and I think you know Nana's such a good guy and a Mike that, in theory, you know that the embassy as a, as a sort of stable should work. But 
they just haven't been booked well enough. And now it just seems as if, just as they're getting some sort of uh, you know, momentum, they're sort of going to go with the Evans and Champa breaking away. So, I mean, it, it could work. It all depends how they do it. And I'd be interested to see uh, who uh, Nana does bring in. Cause, uh, mm. If it does happen, we, we don't really know, to be honest. No, obviously, but they seem to be sort of sowing the seeds with the, so the video wire and the brief promo they did on the TV show. Mm. Uh, the last bit of Inside ROH was announcing the 10th anniversary will air on uh, GoFuck Live on March 4th for $10. I think we talked about that last week or two weeks ago. Is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. we did. Okay. Uh, we then had a promo with uh, Team Ambition or Team Richards with uh, Vader Scott interviewing David Richards and Kyle O'Reilly who are wrestling Coleman, Coleman and Alexander next week. O'Reilly said um, Adam Cole was fine with him teaming with uh, Richards, and O'Reilly also said, you know, maybe him and Richards can be the next American Wolves, but, you know, Davey wasn't having any of that, which is a, a good thing, because uh, I think, you know, the Wolves were such a great team. I don't think they should try and, you know, reform that, so to speak. And they can they can keep their Team Ambition nickname. Uh, we then got to the main event, which was Kenny King with uh, the injured Reptiles in his corner versus Matt Jackson with Nick Jackson in his corner. Um, I thought this match was really good. I really enjoyed this, and uh, you know, it's a great way to sort of start off um, the new year because it was the first TV show with actual new footage from the taping. So, I thought this was um, fantastic. The only flaw I would say is that the the ending was—I don't know if it was botched or, or something—but um, Kenny King went to do sort of a springboard into the ring, and uh, Nick Jackson was supposed to hit him with the crutch from the outside. By the looks of it, he sort of either missed and sort of swung too late, so it was sort of poorly timed and just looked really weak. And then uh, Matt Jackson got the pinfall after that. Um, I mean, it was such a good match. It's a bit disappointing how it ended, but apart from that, I mean, it's a great way to start the rivalry between these two teams. And I'm looking forward to you know whatever happens next with these two. Yeah, I love the match. If this is like any indication of what we're going to get from this feud, it's going to be a fantastic feud. Mm. Like you said, you know, the ending was sloppy. Uh, even after the pin, it looked like King's feet was even on the ropes the way he was rolled up. <laughs> it, 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 oh, it, that, that pinfall was actually very straight. The, yeah, the way uh, Matt Jackson rolled up Kenny King was a bit sort of dodgy, really. But, yeah, it didn't yeah. help after that dodgy crutch shot as well. And, but, you know, the, I was fine with the ending, like, how, like going with... The concept the, uh, of it is good, but it's just the execution yeah. was a bit sloppy. It, exactly. So if it was a like you know clean executed, we probably wouldn't even be talking much about it, like other than how good of a match it was. But you know the sloppy execution kind of was a weird end to an otherwise really good match. Yeah. But, but, I'm, but it was it was a nice way to you know kick off the new year main event wise with you know two really athletic guys going one on one with you know with a good good enough story behind it that's gonna you know, yeah there's the meaning behind it as well. Like the other two matches were just completely random. And this, you know, had meaning and was was fantastic. So, definitely a good way to start off the new year. It'll be interesting to see what they sort of do between now and when Reptiles comes back as well, because I'm not we, sure how long he's. Yeah, we don't really have. Be any, out. I mean, they said on commentary, I can't remember exactly how long they said he was going to be out, but I mean, we don't really know at this point. There's been no sort of official announcement on the. No, I mean, he's, if he said surgery, I, I guess probably a couple of months. I guess um, mm. maybe they'll give young, the young bucks their total shot before. He comes back. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if they'll do that, but if if not, I mean, King could maybe take on uh, Nick Jackson. But then, if 
once that's you've done it, that match, it that's it. Yeah, what else can you do? But mm. <laughs> it's a bit of I mean, a, a bit of a talk. I guess you could have after that. You can you know, have what Nick Jackson go over King at that point, and then you have the Jackson saying you know, they've beaten. You know they've beaten him. There's no reason for him to wrestle, and then you have the Bucks go after the title as well. King works his way back up. You know again in singles matches until Titus comes back. That's really the only way I can see it getting yeah. prolonged into. Until Titus is healthy. So that uh, wraps up this week's uh, TV show, which originally aired on January 21st, I think. Um, next week it's uh, Team Ambition versus Coleman and Alexander. Hopefully that one will be good, but on paper it's not something that's making me want to tune in. Do you have that sort of reaction as well? Yeah, there's really like they've been pushing uh, Coleman and Alexander a lot on TV, and I just haven't seen. The reason for it. It's not like they've been bad, but they haven't been. You know, they've been in main events that pretty much every time they've they've wrestled, and I just haven't seen mm. the reason for it. No. Neither. But, yeah, I, I completely agree. But you know, yeah, I think I've got to agree as well. I mean, for, from the live events as well. That you know, the past this past weekend, you know, they got a title shot, and it just seems as if they, as you say, that they're not having bad matches, but they just seem to be having you know decent matches every time, and. To be honest, they don't really bring anything. Well, I don't personally think they bring anything really sort of uh, unique. Mm. Yeah, they're, no, they they're, don't. they're quite good in the ring, but I think they're both pretty bland. But, I mean, I haven't got a clue what Caprice Commons talking about most of the time. He just he talks <laughs> so quickly, and I'm I'm too busy looking at his like weird facial expressions that I just I've got no idea what he's what he's talking about on the video wire. So it's it's kind of hard to get behind two guys that you can't really understand. And then yeah, in the in the ring they're decent, but they're they're not really. They, I think they would just need that one performance that really sort of. Um, you think you know, they would have done it by now because they've had you know a lot of chances and been against yeah, great I mean, teams and every single time we're like yeah it was decent enough but I mean no one's really raving about you know Coleman and Alexander you know next tag champs or anything like that. That's no, not that's sort true. Of... I mean they. As you say they've been given you know the face more or less every every big team in Ring of Honor and. Um, you know, you look at a team like uh, the Bravados, who sort of, you know, they haven't been given that them sort of opportunities, and who I personally would rather see than than Common and Alexander. So, I guess just I guess Delirious and Cornette like them, and I don't know if they continue to sort of, uh, you know, fail to impress in these big matches. Maybe they'll, you know, Legion be bumped down the card. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But yeah, that wraps up the uh, TV show. So now we're going to move on to the uh, results from the shows over the past weekend. Uh, we'll start off with the Homecoming 2012, which was in uh, Philadelphia on the January 20th, which I think was the Friday. Yeah, the Friday night, yeah. Uh, the first match was the Tag Team Challenge match. Uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team defeated Future Shock. Um, obviously, we, we none of us were at this show, so there's not much we can comment on, but if you'd like to share any thoughts, just sort of stop me as we're reading down this but um i think the, the finish from that match was quite i uh, didn't cole accidentally hit o'reilly or the other way around something like that on our report that you wrote Stephen, there's no, no mention of this uh, <laughs> did that happen I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure i got that straight from the forum and i'm i definitely i definitely read that somewhere that that happened okay that yeah i think that's are you sure that's not in the report no Oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the second match was a four-corner survival match where Tommaso Ciampa defeated Grizzly Redwood, Andy Rightleg Ridge, and Mike Bennett. And uh, he 
pinned Grizzly Redwood. Um, I mean, that, as you said, uh, I think you said earlier that, you know, Champa does seem to be getting quite a big push. And um, is it at the Norfolk show where he also beats Lethal in a proven ground match? So looks like they're definitely a lot of, building a lot of uh, momentum behind Champa. Uh, we then had a segment with Carino and Kevin Steen. Uh, Kevin Steen was trying to make amends with Carino and told him to do something. We're not uh, sure exactly what, but Carino then left and walked to the back. Um, the next match was then Kevin Steen defeating Kenny King with the F5. Um, Steen uh, mocked Red Titus a lot by limping, which is, I'm sure was quite funny. Um, he did go to uh, hit the package power driver at one point, but was threatened with a DQ by uh, Paul Turner, the ref, because I think Cornette banned that move in Ring of Honor, so... Um, uh, the next match was My sorry, Michael Elgin defeated Chris Hero. Uh, that's obviously such a huge win for uh, Elgin. Um, do we know if this is Hero's last appearance? Has there been anything more announced on that? He's not been announced for any more, has he? No. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised... He might turn up at the 10th anniversary, I guess. But um... mm, That would be a good place, you know, especially with it being our pay-per-view, if it was his last match. Yeah, it would be quite fitting for him to go out at the 10th anniversary. But uh, I suppose, I mean, I suppose Ring of Honor just don't want to sort of book him until they, you know, definitely know that he's going to be available at those dates. I mean, I, I don't know what's, I don't think anyone really knows what's happening with him and his like, WWE deal and if it's going to happen, mm. if it's definitely not going to happen. Or um, So I suppose Ring of Honor don't want to sort of, Announcing too far in advance, just in case he then you know goes off to some of the WWE because then they'll be in a bit of a bad position then to do. You know, yeah, but... uh, Shane Hagedorn also made an appearance and he tr- he asked uh, Hero to manage him, but Hero didn't want to didn't want any part of that and ended up by uh, knocking him out with the uh, lucky elbow pad after the match as well. Uh, we then had Roderick Strong come out. Uh, who was scheduled to face Eddie Edwards, but um, Edwards had, was it a staff infection? Yeah, yeah I believe so he did, He yeah. was um, unfortunately pulled from both uh, the Norfolk and Philadelphia shows, which is uh, quite a shame, really, because he, he was supposed to have a uh, no-holds-barred match with Roddy, wasn't he, which would have been um, probably fantastic. But Yeah, um, maybe they'll hold off on that one, maybe even until the 10th anniversary. Um, yeah. And they've got a couple of matches before then, and I, I, I think a staff infection, you'll he'll be, you'll probably be back for the next shows, Edward. So, mm. but um, yeah, I wouldn't mind them sort of, even. I mean, it gives them a couple of, couple of months just to sort of uh, hype it up a bit as well, because, you know, we, we've seen them two guys, you know, wrestle quite a few times in the last sort of twelve months. So, giving them a, a bit extra time to hype it up would be quite, a, quite good in my opinion. Mm. And not that you know, wishing an injury on anybody, but you know, somebody like when uh, Eddie Edwards is injured, it leaves like a big hole to fill. And I like the fact that Adam Cole got the chance, you know, to, it gave, gives other wrestlers a chance to step up and show what they can do in big situations. And it can really, you know, provide opportunities for wrestlers that they wouldn't otherwise get. Mm, it definitely sounds like he really impressed the crowd. Like he got a standing ovation after the match and it, it sounded like it was, was fantastic. So, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity, as you say, for Cole to sort of step up. Yeah, I think because, O'Reilly's had, you know, he's had the opportunity to sort of step up, you know, survival of the fittest. He got to the the last two, and he's been doing so well with Davey as well. I think Cole sort of needed that stage to sort of uh, get himself over as a singles star. And it's, as you say, it sounds like he had a really good match with uh, with Ruddy. So, in a mm. you know, in a, a weird kind of way, it was probably a good 
good thing for Cole that Edwards was injured, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the next match was uh, Jigsaw and Hello Wicked from Shikara in a proving ground match against the Briscoes. Um, and the Shikara team actually got the win because, uh, you know, a lot of the Shikara roster sort of appeared and almost invaded the show. I think, you know, John, you've watched some Shikara. You've got some uh, more information about this. Yeah, um, throughout the match, uh, different members of the Shikara roster came down to give their support to Jigsaw and Hollow Wicked, which uh, included the likes of Mike Quackenbush, Frightmare, who was... Uh, Hollow Wicked's protege, Dasher Hatfield, The Colony. I think it was just Green Ant and Fire Ant. I'm not sure if Soldier Ant was there. Uh, a, rest, a female wrestler named Satcherine, who I've honestly never seen wrestle before. And uh, Ultramantis Black all made their appearance during the match. And uh, after the afterwards, you know, the Briscoes were going around trying to fight everybody. And uh, basically Ultramantis Black got on the mic and said that he is, uh, that Chikara is going to take the uh, Ring of Honor tag team titles back to uh, back to their company, and I was kind of surprised that Chikara got the win. You know, I I figured something's going to happen to where they'd get another rematch for the for the uh, Ring of Honor tag team titles, but I figured it'd be by a draw or some kind of like Briscoe's disqualification. I didn't think they'd actually get a win over the team, but from everything I've heard, it was a really good match, and I'm looking forward to you know when Chikara and Ring of Honor uh, run the uh, where they're calling synergy on April 28th, but there'll be more on that later. Yeah, I'm I'm also quite surprised they didn't have it as a draw. I know we've criticised draws in the past, but I think this would probably be the, the best time to use it because I think the Briscoes, you know, coming off the title win, I think it, it probably wasn't the best decision to have them lose to you know outsiders really. Um, mm. And just another thing on the well, I think we're actually talking about Chikara a bit later as well. I think there's a few uh, viewer topics like that, so. We're not a viewer because we they can't see us, but topics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Uh, we then got to the main event, which was a world title match as Davy Richards defeated Jay Lethal with uh, multiple kicks to uh, retain his world title. Apparently, what it was called, the finisher. Uh, that's what's listed here on the report. Uh, I'm just uh, not the kick of doom. Kick of doom. I don't know. Angry stomp attack. He needs a finisher. We've discussed this before, but uh, apparently it was a fantastic match, and I'm sure it was with those two in the ring. And, uh, Roddy also interfered at one point, um, so perhaps you know there could be a future title match between those two. But if he needs to defeat Ricky Reyes at the roll-up, I don't think he stands a chance against Davy. But uh, post-match, Davy, you know, put Lethal over on the mic. You know, the typical Davy promo about how his, how his uh, opponent has so much heart. Um, so overall, that sounds like a pre- pretty good show. I mean. Obviously, we didn't see it, but the feedback you, we've heard on the forum sounds like it was really good, and uh, definitely looking forward to seeing it on DVD. And it almost sounds like it was better than Final Battle in some aspects. Yeah, I was quite. The card looked pretty strong, and it sounds like it, it played out quite well. Mm. And it's it's quite strange how Friday, you know, Fridays always seem to be the B shows, and the Saturday shows always seem quite stronger. But in my opinion, the the Philly show looked a lot lot stronger than the Norfolk one, which was. Yeah, which is quite strange because it's sort of reversed from what Ring of Honor normally does. Yeah, but I suppose it's probably just because the way the scheduling lined up with Philadelphia yeah, and, and the big homecoming and yeah, because obviously Norfolk's a new market as well. But as you say, I think they'll be doing Philly more often because it's such a big, um, you know, big market that they, you know, they shouldn't really be, uh, you know, there's no reason why they shouldn't be doing shows there really. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and there was also another show over the weekend in Norfolk, Virginia, on uh, the 21st, which was the Saturday. And I believe Stevens got all the results from this show. 
I do. Um... Oh, and before we go, can I just say Ooh, thanks yeah. to uh, Thomas Bobo on the forum who did uh, live results um, and kept the thread updated with what was going on because me and Stephen couldn't do it because it was so uh, early in the morning. So uh, thank you to Tom for doing that. Yeah, I, th- I think he actually arranged for people to send him texts from the actual like, people who went to the events to send him texts and then he updated the forum. So, yeah, thanks to him because that, you know, that was uh, really handy for, and, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people were following that. So, um, yeah, thanks again to him. That was, uh, that was great. Um, yeah, the Norfolk show kicked off with uh, Eddie Edwards. He came out like the, uh, the Philly show and basically talked about why he couldn't wrestle and, uh, he was just angry at the doctor for not letting him uh, wrestle. Um, the opener was Kenny King defeating Andy Ridge. Um, has Andy Ridge actually ever won a match in Ring of Honor apart from I was going to say he beat, match he beat, against Grizzly Redwood? wasn't a dark match. It was a pre-show. <laughs> People well, did see it. Uh, no, I don't think he has. I don't remember him ever winning. He might have... I don't think he won any during the uh, trial series, did he? No, I'm pretty sure he lost all of those. He oh. might have won a... Like a one, like a tag match, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's right, some Andy uh, Right Leg Ridge sort of super fan out there who can fill us in on all the details. Yeah, if you could let us know if he's won a match ring, well, that'd be handy. Uh, second match, another guy who hasn't won that many Ring of Honor, Grizzly Redwood, um, was more or less squashed by Mike Bennett. Obviously, Bennett was supposed to face Eddie Edwards, but. Um, that's a bit disappointing down, considering in the uh, Roddy Edwards match we had Adam Cole but in this one we get Redwood as the replacement yeah I guess I mean it was, it's you know I suppose they didn't even really know about Edwards being out until maybe late late in the week so I mean it was it'd probably be too late to actually get someone else to come in and then who else would you have that's I know true. I know yeah. someone on the I think someone on the forum said that maybe Cole should have answered that challenge as well and just have him as sort of a guy who will accept any challenge, and I think that would have worked quite well, actually. But yeah, and he did actually lose to Bennett recently, didn't he? Was it um, Southern Aggression or Northern Defiance? One of those. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. that obviously, have, you know, he'd have a reason he'd want to get revenge on uh, mm. Bennett. I suppose the reason Cole didn't was because he was wrestling Kevin Steen, and by the sound of it, this was this was a great match as well. I know a lot of people are saying how good it was. Um, Steen won with a with an F five. Um, seems to be his uh, new finisher. Uh, I know. It's, again, he says he went for the package pole drive after the match, and interestingly, Eddie Edwards came out and made the save for hmm. Cole. So maybe that's, that's Edwards against Steen is a match I'd really like to see. I think that would be a really good match. Um, I think that's maybe that's maybe that's the maybe they could do that at the tenth anniversary or um, you know at one of the upcoming pay per views. Maybe to show them. Yeah, stage. yeah. If they don't want to give Steen a title shot straight away, that would be a great way to do maybe it. Maybe have that's that as idea. like a number one contenders match or something. Yeah, that could throw in Roddy as well if you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good. Yeah, triple threat. Yeah. Uh, next up was the RH World Tag Team Title Match. Uh, the Briscoes defeated Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Um, Any sort of thoughts on this match at all? Well, it was actually said for the for person that? who there. They said it wasn't a breakout bout for CNC. Uh, I think we. Nah. As you say, we, we talked about it. They just, they just don't seem to be getting that that one match that they need to sort of just get over the line and sort of establish themselves, really, which is disappointing for them. Um, attendance was estimated to be between four and five hundred, which isn't too bad for what was the attendance for um, Philadelphia? Was it six hundred six fifty? Yeah, I believe it was. Um, I don't know if you. I know Ring of Honor posted pictures of the Norfolk. Uh, arena in the uh on their facebook page and it just 
it looked really, I don't know, it looked really strange. Like, I know that they said that the ceiling was really low and they were quite annoyed because they couldn't really do any like, high spots or anything because hmm. the ceiling was, was so low. Um, and I, th- I think people, I think, was it Peter Insider were even saying that they were considering not to release it on DVD because it would look wow. pretty bad. But uh, I think they will. I mean, they might even just like package it in with the Homecoming as yeah. to like they're doing with the uh, the Carolinas yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, after the intermission, Wrestling's Great Eighteen came out and talked about how great they were. Um, they talked about how they've wrestled in the the real Scope Arena, which I think they were actually in the Scope Arena, but they were in like one of the halls, which is a uh, small, like a small arena. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then apparently the biggest pop of the night was for a, the local team. Apparently they're called A1, uh, Jeff Early and Zach Hilton. A lot of people were saying like how you know what a big pop they got because apparently they were quite big uh, wrestlers in the uh, local um, area. Hmm. Uh, and they actually beat uh, Wrestling Sweet Tag Team by DQ. Um, apparently Wrestling Sweet Tag Team were just completely beating down on these guys, and Paul Turner uh, was telling them to stop it in half, just pushed him over and. Obviously, that was a DQ. Yeah. Uh, after the match, the Briscoes came down and made the save as uh, Haas and Benjamin started beating up uh, Hilton and Early. Um, apparently, there were lots of attempted chair shots, but none actually... Uh, they don't want to get fined. $5,000. None, none actually connected, yeah. So, uh, Right. Next up was a Proving Ground match as Tommaso Ciampa with the Embassy... Uh, actually beat Jay Lethal with the Project Champa. Um, apparently this was just before the time when it was set to expire. And uh, maybe they've been listening to the podcast because they seem to be avoiding the time limit draw at all costs. That's good. After the... we had a time limit draw on our own podcast, they yeah, knew maybe they, they, have another one. they knew that was that awful that they knew they couldn't do it again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that one didn't go to a draw, actually, because... Yeah, I mean it's very surprising because Re- Lethal hasn't, you know, lost that much at all uh, yeah. since he's uh, been in Ring of Honor. Obviously, he's got, you know, he's had a match with Davey the night before for the title, and he's got a rematch, which we'll talk about in a bit. And yeah, for him, did, he, did he lose cleanly? Was there any interference from Nana at all? Um, he doesn't say. I'm sure there was some interference. I think I think there's been interference in every single Champa match so far. So that's true. Yeah, I'm sure okay. there was some sort of interference, but. Yeah, that that, that, did, that did surprise me, but it, I mean, it it really looks as if they're they're trying to push Champer and next maybe, TV yeah, champion. Maybe will be the next TV champ. Mm. Uh, and then that was the sort of co-main event. The actual main event was uh, for the so the winning team would get a tag team title shot at um, the I think it's the Cincinnati show, is it on the seventeenth? Yeah, February. that's that's right. Yeah. Um, Richards and O'Reilly, Team Richards or Team Ambition, whatever you want to call them, uh, beat Strong and Elgin. Um, O'Reilly pinned Strong. Um, apparently, Truth Martini hit uh, Roddy with a book of truth by accident. Um, and apparently, O'Reilly was was great in this match and uh, really sh- sort of showed that he belonged in the main event scene, which is which is good. Um, Sounds like a, you know a great breakout weekend for Future Shock in singles matches or not or apart really, not as a team. Because you know I don't yeah, want those two great yeah, matches and you know O'Reilly in the main event here, so. Mm. And I like the way they sort of, they've used. I know they used to follow the fittest for this, but they've used this weekend to really sort of push some of the younger guys as well. I mean, like Champa is, the, the you know the win in the four corner survival and the big win in the for the proving ground match. That's it's mm. pretty big, and obviously O'Reilly and Cole are both doing pretty well, and so that's um, yeah, that's that's good to see that they're still pushing some of the guys. 
down towards the you know the mid card where you know they really just they really need them big win to sort of push them up uh, a bit higher, which is good. Um, and that was it. Uh, yeah, the so team ambition will get the uh, total shots against the Briscoes at, um, in Cincinnati, and I believe there was no return date announced for Norfolk or Philadelphia at the respective shows. That's a bit um, strange, isn't it? I think they've they haven't done that for quite a while. I don't think. I know they used to do it quite often, and they used to sell the tickets to the next show sort of as yeah, the show goes yeah. down. I know a lot of people have been saying that they haven't been doing that as as often because. It seems like um, Sinclair want to sort of just branch out and do as many sort of new markets as they can. So mm. Good strategy, okay. really, though. Give them credit for that. Yeah, idea. I think, I, I guess, apart from sort of New York and Chicago, I think a lot of other uh, markets will just be like, they'll just be like sort of testing them out at the moment. And I suppose whichever the ones that are the, the most successful, they'll, they'll go back to them afterwards. Test out England, that's what I say. Well, yeah. Specifically I mean... Coventry or Birmingham, so I could go. <laughs> well, I know they're going back to Canada, aren't they, Dave? Oh, they posted, yeah, they posted some, um, like they posted the Ring of Honor logo with like the can, uh, Canadian flag sort of in it, mm. and um, I believe it was Toronto. There was it was like a, a picture of like the site sort of sight line. I'm skyline? not really sure. Yeah, it's skyline. I'm not really sure what Toronto looks like, but I know they've done some uh, good shows in the past, and Canadian crowds are quite good as well. So uh, mm. yeah, I'm glad they're going back there. But yeah, they need to come back to the UK, don't they? Sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, that that was the uh, that was the Norfolk show. So, quite um, an interesting weekend. And as you say, I can't wait to get them on uh, DVD. Well, uh, thank you for that, Stephen. That wraps up the results from the past weekend. We're now going to move on to the all the latest news from the past um, fortnight because we didn't have time to do a podcast last week, unfortunately. And our uh, newsman John has all the news for us. Right, there's been uh, several reviews added to ROHworld.com by Steven. The first one was Gateway of Honor, to Honor, I should say, which uh, he gave a 7 out of 10. And Survival of the Fit is 2011, which he gave an 8 out of 10. Are there anything anything you want to say about the two shows, Steven? Um, uh, yeah, as you say, ch- check out the reviews. Um, I think out of the two, I, I prefer Survival of, uh, Survival of the Fit. I think, uh, I think, as I mentioned just now, actually, they, they really use that show to sort of push... Uh, especially Elgin and O'Reilly. I mean, the, the the finals match was was terrific, and even the um, the champion challenge actually, uh, Wrestling Greatest Tag Team against uh, Lethal and Richards was actually really really good. Uh, I wasn't wasn't sort of expecting that one to be as good as it was, and uh, yeah, even the undercard. I mean, a lot, I think all of the actual Survivor of the Fittest uh, qualifiers were great as well. So uh, I definitely recommend to get that one. Um, Gateway of uh, so Gateway of I know. I'm, Talking about Kenny, uh, Kenny Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Kelly. Oh, so many butches in one sentence. I know. I'm actually. I think I've been listening <laughs> to Kevin Kelly too much. Gateway two on. Um, again, I mean, it wasn't a bad show, but I, I wouldn't really go out of. You know, if someone was sort of on a budget or whatever and deciding which ones to get, I wouldn't sort of put that as at the top of your list. Um, the main event was great, Wolves against uh, ANX. That was brilliant. But apart from that, there was there was no other matches really that I, you know, really implore someone to go and watch so uh survival of the fittest if if you sort of have to pick one and but if you want to get gateway, gateway to honor you know that's that's still a good show and one thing i have to talk about is how bad the production values are on these two dvds i, I think that they're actually getting worse the wow. the hard the hard cam for the gateway to honor was awful like it was it was 
it was just so grainy. It was it was actually okay on the survival of the fittest one, but yeah, the, the hard cam was really grainy and it was just it's it was just really poor. And um the the sound levels for both shows were, were pretty off as well. I mean, I had to turn my laptop up like pretty high just to mm. actually hear the commentary. That's not good. Um and but obviously when you turn it up that but the, the actual ring noises were still pretty loud, so Especially when there was embassy matches, like all I could hear was Prince Nana shouting stuff, and it was, just, <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I think it was Dave Prather was actually really, really quiet for some reason. Kevin Kelly was sort of normalish, but Dave Prather was really, like, really quiet, and I could hardly hear anything he was saying. So I think um, hopefully they'll sort of, you know, sort of iron out the uh, the problems because I think the uh, the actual um, sort of the, the bucks are as as gotten really good I, I really liked the two survival of the fittest and gateway to honor and um some of the, the more recent ones are really good as well so i think they just need to sort of so, just have a look at the uh the issues and just i mean i don't know if it's a problem or you know i don't know i don't know if it's the camera's not good enough or you know the production or the you know production team or the editing team or whatever are not doing good enough job i mean i don't know but i think um you know, and people are paying good money to see them, and I think they need to. I mean, I don't think anyone is expecting TNA, you know, production values or WWE production values because they're not. But there needs to be some, you know, it needs to be an acceptable sort of level of, you know, decent sound and just, you know, decent-ish uh, camera as well. Mm. Well, speaking of uh, good box art, that leads us to our next uh, <laughs> bit of news, which is Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team: The Anthology Volume One which features one of the best cover photos I've ever seen in my life. And Why don't you uh, describe the... Obviously, this is a podcast. They can't see the cover. But why don't you describe the uh, front cover of this box set? Well, it involves Charlie Haas uh, flexing with a very determined look on his face <laughs> with uh, Shelton Benjamin squatted over, like, uh, bent over in front of him. Also flexing with a very, uh, with a very uh, I guess... Uh, I can't really describe the way his face looks. It, it, it. He looks, looks like he's enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's having a good time. It's, it's just, it's. You'd think they'd see that, think it doesn't look right, and pick a different one, but. It just looks dirty. Yeah, the only way really, it's it. a, a terrible box art. Um, if you haven't seen it, head to the ROH store and you'll see exactly. You can't, you can't actually see, it, unfortunately, because they still haven't rectified the awful. Um, error on the website you can't actually like you can't actually make any of sorry sorry everyone i think i just i just posted the uh box art in the skype chat i think it got steven there what were you trying to say sorry i managed to only see the thumbnail because for some reason on the roh store you can't make any of the pitch like the the pitch of the uh products bigger so it's 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 especially for like shirts and stuff. You can't actually see what they're like, which is quite. Yeah, they need to. On the old store, used to have huge images of the product, so you know exactly what you can see, like a proper detailed image. But uh, yeah, it's really difficult to see exactly what you're buying, really, with the new store. But yeah, that that <laughs> that is quite <laughs> quite special. <laughs> I think you should buy that. That might be a limited run. They might not produce those at that box. Uh, it's like that. Did you hear about? Was it that the Sinkara shirt? Oh, they released a Sinkara yeah. shirt with just a massive penis on it. <laughs> to remove it from the store, yeah. Like, I know some, ja- some Japanese so, so... guy actually managed to get one from like the factory and was selling it on eBay for like $500. It was crazy. <laughs> I never actually... Did it actually have like a penis on it? 
Are we really talking about this on the Ring of Honor podcast? But I'm, I'm confused. Like, why? Who I don't think it was actually. It wasn't actually a good idea. Like there was that, that. There wasn't actually one there. But it just yeah, who actually it. designed it? Thought this looks great, and who actually just looked at it and thought, yeah, we can put that into production. Doesn't look like a penis. Who designed this wrestling's great tag team from cover? But, I don't know because I say that the box arts have been getting really good recently. All of them, like all the best ofs and all the DVD releases. I mean, I think you know the the, the box art has always been pretty decent. It's been much better than their actual the web sort of graphic production. Just yeah, we've ranted about you know many times in the past. I think whoever they get to do the box art has been pretty good, but I think they might have been having a bit of a laugh with this one. Perhaps they thought they were joking when they asked them to make a wrestling's great tag team best of and didn't think it was serious. They made that. Especially considering, I mean, all joking aside, I mean. It's got eight matches on. I mean, obviously, because they haven't been in Ring of Honor that long, but it's got eight matches on, one which is a squash match against the Bravados, and it's $20, the exact same price as it is to buy, you know, the Chris Hero one, the um, Briscoes, Roderick Strong, and Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards ones, and they've all got, like, 20-plus matches on. Wow. Same it doesn't price. involve a single match from the past six months, either. Like, during, it doesn't involve a single match from their title reign. It's all going up through... Getting mm. belts, I, just, I find kind of weird. And it says like it's it's got three never released before uh never before released bouts from RH on HG Net. But people have seen them, they've just not been released on like best of volumes because mm. I mean that's not anything to really shout about. If that's the main selling point then apart from the brilliant front cover, then they're gonna struggle to sell many, I think. Well, another worrying thing is that, you know, they've only been in Ring of Honor for such a limited time, they're getting eight matches on a DVD already and it's called volume one. So there's obviously going to be a volume two coming soon. So, and I mean, I can see why they're doing this. You know, they're such big names in the wrestling industry that they hope they'll get a lot of sales for this. But um, I was talking about this on the forum that, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only way to get this would be directly from the ROH store, wouldn't it? And yeah, surely Ring of people... Honor don't let the... Like, I think you can get them from, like, some... I, th- I know definitely over here you can get them from some, like, wrestling stores, but... As you said, I don't they think just, anyone's going to... Yeah, I mean, the only people who are going to go on the Ring of Honor website, and especially the store, are already going to be big Ring of Honor fans, and I doubt this is going to appeal to many of those people. I mean, if it was on somewhere like Amazon or in a shop, you might get like a casual wrestling fan going, oh, Haas and Benjamin are best of. I've, I've seen those in WWE, I'll pick this up. But, I mean, surely people on the Ring of Honor website already know about their matches and have probably seen a lot of them and know not to buy them on DVD. I think the best thing that I can hope for is that people will maybe see these on like, I don't know, maybe even like just a, on a random wrestling website saying like this has been released and they'll see Hart and Benjamin, they'll see that they're in Ring of Run and be like, oh, that's where they are now and hopefully they'll do like research and, yeah, and or head, just go to the website. Rather, mm, head to rhl.com for all the info. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to be, like any Dury fan, they're going to be like, Wow, I've missed Ch- Ch- Benjamin and Chihar so much. I'm going to go out and buy a DVD of them in a random wrestling company. I mean, mm. I don't think anyone's missed them that much, to be honest. No. Especially because wasn't Charlie Haas's last contribution to WWE him dressing up as Hulk Hogan? I, I, I don't think I watched at that point, to be honest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Like, it was Haas Hogan or something. Oh, dear. So I don't think anyone will be rushing to see any more of that. What's the uh, next bit of news, John? The next bit of news is that... Uh... Steve Carino is going to do color commentary on DVDs, which I think is a great move. I don't, I'm not, not a big Dave Prezak fan, who I understand has been doing, still been doing the DVD com- color commentary. I don't really enjoy his. Yeah, work he was on. on the, he was on the two uh, Gateway to Honor and um, Survival of the Fittest, and I believe he's on Glor- the Glory by Honor one as well. Um, 
I'm pretty sure Kevin Kelly tweeted something about him and Prezak recording that. So it would seem that Prezak sort of had his last, uh, that was his last sort of DVD commentary. Well, I think Carino, he's done color commentary several times on, on the uh, SBG shows. I think he's done a pretty good job every time. So I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. I think one guy, I'd, apart from Carino, I'd like to see is Cornette. I really liked Cornette's commentary during the um, the road racing that they did with the uh, eight-man elimination. I can't wait to see those two uh, those two events, the Carolinas ones. I think Cornette just adds something different. I mean, he's obviously he's really charismatic, but you know the the sort of history he gets he, you know he talks about, and I think he just that just adds to the commentary rather than um, you know anybody else. But as you say, Carino's a good a good option and uh, obviously Nigel's getting better as well so I think on the commentary front there's, there's not much to moan about really uh, the next big piece of news is the uh, Chikara and Ring of Honor weekend event uh, it's, it's called the uh, Ring of Honor Chikara Synergy it's taking place April 28th and it's going to take place in Chicago both shows are taking place at the Frontier Fieldhouse Chikara is running the first show, which is called uh, Hot Off the Griddle, which is starting at 2 p.m. And then Ring of Honor Unity is, uh, is has a bell time for 7.30 p.m. that night. And uh, one match has been announced so far for both that's going to take place, and it's the uh, Briscoe Brothers, if they're still champions, defending the tag team championships against Hollow Wicked and Jigsaw, who obviously got the shot from winning the Proving Ground match <laughs> at Homecoming Show. And I think it's only a good thing that these two companies are working together like this. And I'm not sure if it's only going to be a one-time thing or if it's going to lead to more, more you know, cross-promotional matches in the future. But I can only see this as a positive. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm pretty sure we've got a couple of viewers. Uh, I keep saying viewer. So I'm listening to topics about it. So we can talk about it more in a minute, I guess. Uh, the, next piece, the next few pieces of news are all matches. Uh, there's been a match announced for the Baltimore for the TV tapings on February the 4th. And it's uh, Jay Lethal getting another chance for uh, David Richards and his world title. And from everything we've heard, it was a good match at, at the uh, Homecoming show. So I'm looking forward to seeing it on television. I think this proves, or to me anyway, that Lethal really doesn't need the TV title anymore. He should have lost it to Bennett at Final Battle, and he could still be in the exact same sort of position on the card. You know, we've been talking about for ages now that he should be moving up to the main event, and it looks like they're starting to do that because this is um, his second title match now. But he, you know, he still has that TV title, which just sort of, you know, is trying to pull him back to the mid card, so to speak. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to hold the. DV title too much longer. He should. I still think Bennett, like you said, should have won in a final battle, but that's not the direction they went. But he should get the belt off him, not probably as soon as possible. And there's been two matches announced for the uh, Cincinnati show on February the 17th. The first one is the Proving Ground with Jay Lethal, defend, or uh, if he's still a TV champion, uh, against BJ Whitmer, who's making his uh, Ring of Honor return after many years of absence and I, i'm excited to see uh what whitmer still has left in the tank because i enjoyed a lot of his work from his uh previous run in ring of honor and i'm excited to see you know what him and lethal are capable of putting together yeah i'm quite looking forward to that one as well and it's quite a, you know it's i'm not sure how it will pan out because whitmer is a kind of like a you know workhorse kind of guy as you know he's he's not the greatest wrestler ever but you know he he always puts on good matches and 
him against someone like Lethal, who's kind of a quicker pace kind of guy, I think that would be quite interesting to watch, and it'll be interesting to see how it, how it turns out. And the other match <coughs> is, a, is a result from the Norfolk show, where the uh, Briscoes defending the tag titles against Team Ambition of Davey Richards and Kyle O'Reilly. So this should be another really good match. I can see them getting perhaps a negative reaction there, being against a team you know as popular as the Briscoes. I, I'm not sure negative. I think it was definitely going to be a split reaction. I, I would say more towards the Briscoes, like uh, crowd support wise. But I don't think negative reaction. I just think there might not be as many as the people people supporting them as they're used to mm. having. And that's the uh, last bit of news for this week. Okay, thank you for that, John. Um, I think now uh, Stephen's got all the questions that you've sent in. Uh, you can do that any time during the week. Uh, tweet us at rh underscore world. Yeah, you can write on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash rhworld. Or simply head on to our forum, uh, rhworld.com slash forum. I think we're over 160 members there. So uh, we've got a really great friendly community going on. Not many arguments at all. So uh, if you're not on the forum, uh, what are you laughing at? Uh, if you're not on the forum, just come and join us and uh, share your thoughts and opinions on Ring of Honor with um, other fans. And yes, as I was saying, Stephen, you've got the... Question. Where's my intro music? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Let me, uh, <laughs> I will play your music momentarily. Thank you. <laughs> right, the, uh, the first listener the topic... Um, he's sent in by Kevin on Facebook. He says, "Do you think that Steen and Richards will double switch at their title match?" It, it, it's sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I said any words there. Just random noises. But uh, <laughs> I think yes is what I was trying to say. Um, I could see that happening because Steen is so popular. He's got so much momentum right now that I don't know if they want to, but. Perhaps it's going to be like the House and Benjamin thing where they just sort of have to just because of the sort of reaction that Davey will probably get. I mean, I don't think Davey will ever get the sort of reaction that House and Benjamin got. I don't think yeah, I don't think it'll that. be that extreme, but the, you know, it, yeah, I think some fans are definitely just sort of souring on him. Did you see one of his tweets earlier? I yeah, know, I saw that. Like, he tweeted he say? saying that wrestling is just something he does to pass time between uh, Jujitsu, is that right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he just. I mean, I definitely would be interested in seeing his, like, just like him in, I don't know, sort of like just saying, oh, MMA is superior to wrestling and, I don't know, just like talking down on wrestling because I think that would really work as, and get him over as a heel because, yeah, you know, that, Ring of Honor and... just saying that, you know, this you know this is wrestling, this isn't sports entertainment. For him to just come out and say, you know, wrestling is inferior and all this and I'll just do this for, like, I don't know, just do for laugh or something it'd definitely be a lot more interesting than his usual this guy's got so much heart promos that are annoying me a bit now but yeah i I definitely think he'll he'll be just doing what he's doing at the moment for quite a while but i think eventually once you know enough fans sort of turn on him for them to make it worth a while i think Mm. yeah i think definitely that would be quite an interesting thing to see the second one is sent by Alex. He says, is Chris Hero back full-time with the company now? And which WWE or TNA wrestler would you like to see in ROH in the near future? That's Alex from Greece. Um, uh, Chris Hero, we we don't really know, to be honest. I don't think anyone I don't knows. Think, I think we uh, discussed this earlier, didn't we? We're just sort of going to have to wait and see if he gets announced for any more shows. And 
yeah, see what happens with Hopefully he will. I mean, yeah. He's such a good good uh, wrestler that, I mean, if he was back in the company full-time, I think he'd definitely be up there as, you know, in the main event. Yeah. He can really have a good match with anyone, so he'd be uh, really great to have on the roster again, but obviously with WWE coming knocking and, you know, it'd be nice for him to go there and, you know, he definitely deserves it and I think he's got all the tools to sort of, he's the sort of guy that could just walk onto WWE TV and not look out of place because, you know, he's not your typical sort of indie guy, whereas, you know, he's he's great in the ring and he's, he's great on the mic as well and he's got a, you know, he's got a personality and he's got charisma, so he can definitely make it there easily. Mm. Um, uh, which WWE or TNA wrestler would you like to see in Ring of Honor in the near future? I don't don't know if this even means like realistically or Do, what people that are there right now or people that have left yeah. or I think it, which WWE or TNA wrestler so someone who's in the WWE or TNA now I, I I'd guess like someone realistically who would you like to see in Ring of Honor in the near future so someone that maybe gets released or whatever realistically uh, realistically oh. oh that changes things a bit I uh, think I'd have to go for. Matt Seidel or Evan Bourne or whatever he's called because I mean it, it looks as if he's sort of going to get released soon enough because he got mm, done his second time he's been time, suspended twice now hasn't he yeah obviously yeah. they do, they have the whole was it 92 days thing where they can't the 90 day no compete clause yeah 90 but... day thing I mean I don't know if that still counts if they fire him but I don't know if that applies to um, you know TV just TV I mean can he could he just do house shows I mean I don't know yeah possibly. obviously he's got he's got a 60 day suspension to go through now so yeah I mean that'll probably take a while but I think eventually they do fire him I'll definitely like to see him in Ring of Honor again I think he'd definitely be putting on some great matches um I mean apart from that in WWE I mean I don't know anyone who's sort of on their way out to be honest I mean no and something like you look at the guys and like super you know I think it'd be great to have Punk back, but he's not gonna. Be I don't think they're gonna release him anytime soon. Yeah, he definitely won't believe in. So I mean, I think in TNA maybe someone like Samoa Joe, who I mean I'm not sure why he's doing there, but he's never really done much apart from AJ Styles. I mean Daniels. I mean, do they use those guys anymore? I mean, I noticed that Robbie E is. I'm just on the roster now. Robbie E is the TV champion. I mean, that says a lot. I think yeah, Daniels. I'm just looking down. at watched TNA in forever. I'm just looking at the roster page trying to figure it out. I know Daniels and Styles had sort of like a few going on, and I know Daniels sort of slipped down the card. So right, I'd quite like to see Daniels come back because I, I was really interested to see where the whole House of Truth thing would go. And he yeah, sort of that was sort of cut short, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, obviously Styles come back would be great, and maybe <laughs> get AJ, AJ, Daniels, and Joe just bring all of them back. Yeah, that'd be okay. Draw <laughs> um, Abyss as well. Why are you there? No. <laughs> About Gunner. Uh, what about Gunner? <laughs> we have a map battle of the F5s. For he retweeted this one, so we can't badmouth him. Okay. Um, next one's from Macklin. He says, do you guys see Champa winning the TV title or Lethal ending the undefeated streak? Or undefeated state, as Macklin puts. <laughs> undefeated state. Uh, uh, no, I definitely think Lethal's going to um, uh, lose the title. And uh, Champa, his streak's going to continue until he loses the TV title, which will be, I predict... Final battle, Final battle this pay- yeah this year. There we yeah. go. Early prediction. If I get that right, that's got to be worth like a hundred points in our prediction thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. definitely see, see that happening. Mm. They're really building Champer up on it. So. Doesn't Roderick Strong still have a uh, TV title shot? Oh, he does. Doesn't that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to win the TV title, but it, it kind of would. You think he'd get his opportunity before Champer or? Perhaps, 
uh, you know, because he did earn the opportunity before Champa because his proving ground match was first. You know, he could perhaps face Lethal and either lose or go to a draw, and then when Lethal defends against Champa, perhaps Roddy could come out and distract him or something, and then that could lead to a Roddy versus Lethal feud. Would that work? No, yeah. I'll take silences. No, but <laughs> I, mean, I, would like, I would like to see a, a Lethal versus Strong feud. I think they put on great matches. Stephen, you have the questions, man. If that's next, <laughs> move on to the next question. Sorry, I thought I thought there was gonna be more discussion about that one, but um, right there's all the ones on our Facebook. We have one on our Twitter, I believe, um, from ROH Kyle three hundred. Actually, that's his name. His actual Twitter handle is Kcon Hawks. Um, he says when the his actual Kyle... name is ROH. Well, sorry. Because they've changed it around on Twitter now, haven't they? He comes oh, up with their name first rather than their... Like, I feel sorry for him being named RH Fan 300. I mean, that's got to be a bit... <laughs> RH Kyle 300. Actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Uh, Moving, sure on. Moving on. Moving on to my actual joke. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> when the Briscoe's total run ends whenever in 2012, do you want to see them compete in singles action only? Um, I don't Not know. only. I, I would like to see some singles action because I think Jay Briscoe, you know, is is a fantastic wrestler. I think he could possibly be a you know Ring of Honor World Champion, but and I think Jay is really good wrestler. He could be a good you know mid upper card guy, but I don't think I'd want to see them exclusively singles action wrestlers. No, I agree with you. I think especially Jay. I think they're both quite good uh, you know singles guys. But I think Jay's slightly better. And as you say, maybe have them you know have matches now and again. And I, th- I was thinking the other day actually maybe have started having that with wrestling's greatest tag team. I think they haven't really capitalised on Shelton enough. I think they should be giving him more singles matches because I think, I don't know, I, I think personally that it would be better if they maybe got rid of Hart and just had Benjamin on his own. Ooh, no, that'll never happen. No, I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't... I can see why, yeah. I mean, that would... I don't dislike them as a team, to be honest. I, mean, I think they're, you know, they, they bring something, but I just think personally Benjamin would be better on his own. I think you'd get a better reaction. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe I'm just thinking weird things. But <laughs> I don't know. That's, what, that's personally what I'd prefer to say anyway. Mm. Um, right. Now, on our Twitter. I believe these were sent in for the last show, but we already started recording. Do you mean forum? But... Sorry, you just said now on our Twitter. We've done Twitter. Yeah, sorry, on the forum. <laughs> um, this is from... There's a few from Thomas Bobo, actually. The first one is, uh, what are your thoughts on the team of Jigsaw and how it could be in the Chikara team to face the Briscoes? Uh, I suppose that's sort of redundant. I, I think these were yeah. a while ago, but that's sort of redundant now it's happened. I mean, unless you've got anything to you know, say about it. No, well, Pretty much like we said before, I think we all agreed that we'd rather see like, an established tag team come in. But, you know, Hollowicken and Jigsaw are both great wrestlers, so I'm fine with them representing the company as a whole. Hmm. The next one is more relevant. Do you want to see more to? Do you want to see more to a Ring of Honor and Chikara partnership? Um, to be honest, I mean, I've not I've not really seen much Chikara. I think I've seen one show, and it's it's not really my sort of cup of tea, to be honest. But I am, you know, I'm I'm really sort of intrigued as to where this is going to go. I mean, I sort of hope it's more than just just for the one show that they're going to do, you know, this synergy thing and. I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't actually just do one show, sort of like a super show. Um, mm. yeah. Like a cross-promotional thing. Yeah, cross-promotional, just like Ring of Honor against Chikara guy, like every every match. I think that 
I don't know. I'm not sure if, if it's really going to work with the like the two two events. I mean, are some of the Ring of Honor are going to rest on the Shikara show? I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to work. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm quite intrigued by it so far, and I think it's it just it matches up quite well because obviously Ring of Honor are just like deadly serious, sort of, you know, wrestling's a sport, and then Shikara just like quite cartoony and sort of more of the fun aspect. So I think mm-hmm. it makes for quite a good uh, sort of um, sort of like feud. You know, serious against sort of, uh, you know, more just like cartoony. I think that just it, it lends itself well to a to an interesting sort of uh, storyline. And I don't see how this is anything but good for both companies. And I would, you know, maybe not necessarily like a feud between the two companies, but some kind of talent exchange. You know, to see some Ring of Honor guys, you know, showing up in Chikara, some Chikara guys showing up in Ring of Honor, just to make the fresh matchups and have you know good. Good matches, and I just think it—I just think it'd be fun to fun to see that happen. Yeah, I don't—I don't think they'll be doing like an invasion like they did with CZW because I'm not sure that would really work with mm. Chikara as, as what you know what they are. But yeah, definitely. I mean, as you say, I mean, Ring of Honor got nothing to lose. I mean, they're freshening up sort of the mid and lower card with with guys that maybe some of the Ring of Honor fans haven't seen before, and um, you know, they're obviously you know good wrestlers. So I don't see you know that doesn't harm Ring of Honor in any way. Yeah, I think everyone's been saying they want to see like fresher faces, and you know they're bringing the Shikara guys in. They've got BJ Whitmer back, and they, they you know they, they really seem to be trying to sort of um, improve that sort of aspect of uh, that people have been sort of criticising on. Uh, this is another one from Thomas Bobo. He says, uh, "Well, this is quite an interesting one. What would you what would your booking look like taking ROH from the Homecoming through Showdown in the Sun? So basically, from now." Until the pay per view. Um, hmm. I think with the tenth anniversary show, what I would not really have any build for that, or not much build. It would just be sort of a more nostalgia type show. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what they're going to go for. Yeah, I don't. They don't really not be time to build three pay per views in one month. No, they're not really going to build like major matches. I don't. I don't. They'll be having title match like well not a world title match anyway they'll just be as you say they'll, they'll probably bring some guys from the past and just have you know so, sort of rivalries just sort of ignited again like like i said earlier about the uh edwards and strong match maybe have that at the 10th anniversary and I, I think i think it's just sort of a bonus and a thank you to to the fans who are still sort of watching ring of honor and just mm. um and an added sort of bonus really um yeah I would have something on the show, kind of like a thank you for the past ten years. Like bring back some important, you know. Obviously, they can't get you know Brian Danielson and people like that, but bring back some of the important wrestlers who have had big moments throughout you know Ring of Honor's history. You know, some people who have played big parts. You know, have Carrie Silken out there and everything. Just as like a thank you for like the past ten years. But during that, you know, was like all feel good moment. I'd have Steen come out and just kind of ruin it. You know, kind of further build up his push and everything. And kind of, you know, get more, I guess, hatred or something, towards Ring of Honor and and him built up. Mm. But matches wise, I, you know, it's hard to say what what to do when because obviously I think they're building up Showdown to the Sun more since they've already had some promos on it during uh, the television show this week. So that's obviously the bigger priority at this point in time. What sort of you know feuds would you like to see built up for the for the show between now and then? For the uh, showdown in the sun or the tenth anniversary. Showdown. Um, I would like to see the like a Jay Lethal versus the Embassy type thing. 
you know, have the Embers, the, I guess, uh, Tommaso is going to get the paddle shot. So just have a, uh, have, like, the Embassy just kind of make his life a living hell up until then, until Tommaso, you know, gets the belt. Kind of have Steen get built up and to where he is able to get a title shot. I'm not sure how they how they could do that. I guess one thing I was thinking of earlier, I don't think this would work. It was something I was thinking of when you were talking about um, something, or I can't remember what you were talking about, to be honest. <laughs> you obviously weren't listening because you were thinking about this, but go on. <laughs> but, uh, it was just something you said that made me think about this, but kind of have, uh, like, oh, have they can make it, like, number one contendership match between Steen and, like, Eddie Edwards is what you said. And uh, I was got to thinking, like, maybe uh, have Cornette, you know, realize he can't, you know, deny Steen the paddle shot, but he doesn't want to give it. So he, I guess, kind of put Steen in, like, a gauntlet match against, like, some of, like, the bigger names in Ring of Honor and, like, have him go through it, and if he wins, get the title shot. I think that'd be a really cool thing to see. Mm. and i'm not sure if it would work but it'd, it'd be cool to try out and to see what happens with it and see like how steam would you know uh mesh and react throughout the match with some of the bigger names yeah i think that's definitely the way they're going you know cornet not wanting to give him a title shot you know he's doing everything he can sort of to stop him you know he's banned you know his signature move the package power driver and you know that's that's a good idea you know perhaps putting him in putting him in handicap matches or gauntlets and things like that yeah, I think it will just be going on quite a, you know, a big uh, winning sort of winning streak now, and I think it'll just, as John said, it'll get to a point where Cornette sort of has to do something because they can't stop him from getting a title shot because he's just destroying everybody, and mm. it'll just he'll just sort of force himself a title shot. And I think that's the way they'll they'll build up to it. Um, any others? Uh, right, this is from C Vians. He says in follow up to Bobo's question regarding the RH car partnership. What company would you like to see ROH work with? Um, well, well, the only I mean, other one out there would be Dragon Gate USA, and that would be yeah. We've already had that question before, which we I think we all agreed would be incredible given the talent level in both Ring of Honor and mm. Dragon Gate. I'd like to see. I hate TNA, but just to get some of their roster, some of the X Division guys and AJ and things like that, just to come and do Ring of Honor shows. Just even if it's just one off for the tenth anniversary, just yeah. if they have to partnership with TNA to get those guys for one off, then whatever, It'd be worth it. The problem is they wouldn't allow them to be on DVD, would they? So they'd have to be, like they'd have to be like a dark, well, sorry, oh, like yeah, dark match or something, or yeah. like a DVD. Oh no, so it's not DVDs. It's um, they're not allowed them to like be on our pay per view. So they'd have to be like DVD exclusives, like they did with the Young Bucks. A few yeah, before they, yeah, that's true. Um. I suppose maybe you could say like New Japan and like, I know they've worked with some Japanese promotions in the past. Maybe New Japan and bring some of the guys over that used to you know wrestle for Ring of Honor. But um, I mean, as John said, I think Dragon Gate USA is probably the the number one, but it seems pretty unlikely with no that would never Gabe's happen. Sort yeah. of jealous, um, just jealousy really. <laughs> um, yeah, but enough, yeah. Chaos Fear, he says, uh, which international stars which have not already appeared in Ring of Honor would you all like to see debut for the company in 2012? Not appeared in Ring of Honor. Has, uh, shoot, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. ever appeared in Ring of Honor? No, he hasn't. He's appeared, I think, he, did he appear in Evolve, I think it was, and maybe CZW? He's, he's appeared in Evolve and Chikara that I know of. I'm not sure about CZW. Yeah, he's he's really good and 
Um, I think we've spoken to some of the other guys on the roster and have said that you know they've been really impressed from what they saw of uh, Saber Junior and Masco. I think they've both been uh, you know they're, they're based in the UK, which is also always a problem. Um, you know, getting them over there and making it sort of worth their while and worth Ring of Honor's while. And I think people have told us you know if they were in if they were based in America, they'd probably be in Ring of Honor by now because mm. they really fit their, their style as well, which is which is a shame. But um, I'm trying to think of other international international guys that haven't. Oh, um, I just oh, I, I just had one. I completely lost it. Oh, uh, oh, Prince Devitt. Yeah, Prince Devitt. Yeah, that'd be a good one because I say like if they if they did partner with New Japan, that you know that would definitely be a, a possibility. Um, yeah, I can't I can't really think of any others that haven't sort of um, wrestled in Ring of before. Yeah, and I don't really in follow Dragon Gate. Japanese wrestling, so I can't really say anything about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big follower of it either. So, um, uh, have we got any more? I don't believe so. No, um, and that was it. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you for all the questions there. Um, be sure to send them in during the week. Um, I'm not going to read through all the ways to do that again. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you know at least one of them by now. But uh, that wraps up this sh- the this week's show. Unless you've got anything else to add? I don't think mm-hmm. so, no. Okay, uh, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be uh, sure to leave some comments, leave some feedback on the show. Um, let us know that people actually listen to it. <laughs> uh, thank you to uh, Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we will see you all next week.